welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 206, Men After God's Own Heart Do Cry. As I get closer to starting season five of this podcast, I've noticed a trend. Well, I've noticed more than one trend. When it comes to kind of the ebbs and flows of how this podcast has moved along. So what I'm seeing currently is right now I'm recording shorter podcasts. It's not done intentionally. It's just God seems to be showing me quick nuggets from scripture to leave you with some food for thought. There was a time where many of the episodes were approaching an hour, if not an hour. And that doesn't mean that that won't happen at some point in the future. But right now, especially with the ones that we've been doing over the last few weeks, it's like one particular topic comes up in either a group of scriptures or one scripture verse and it causes me to begin to ponder that concept in scripture and in life and that's exactly what's going on today because we're only taking on just just a verse in our 2 Samuel 15 that we've been in now for much longer than I would have ever dreamed. And then we are adding a whole bunch of other verses from other places in Scripture to kind of paint a nice picture of what God says about men and tears. So sometimes when I'm preparing for the podcast, I listen to certain music that brings out certain emotions in me, maybe gets me pumped up. Or if we're talking about a topic that is really deep, I may listen to something that brings me to that place emotionally. Today, I didn't need to go either direction. It kind of fell in my lap because for the last few days, I found myself watching quite a bit HGTV. Now, for some of you, that sounds odd. For some of you, you're like, oh yeah, somebody else loves HGTV. Now, I don't love all of it. There's only like two or three different shows that I really do like. But each of the shows that I watch, they are those renovation shows where you have a couple in each of the shows and they go in, do a home renovation, and then they reveal the renovation to either the single person, the married couple... Um, the mom and daughter who are going to be living together, those type of situations. And I just finished an episode right before I clicked record. 
And it was a young man, and he was 25 years old, and he was purchasing his first ever house. And he's standing there, he comes up on the house, he looks at it for the first time, and he is absolutely blown away. And you thought that the tears were going to flow, but he maintained until one of the two hosts asked him a question that normally they don't ask. But this time they did, and they asked who he was going to bring over to see it first. And when he said that he was going to bring over his mom, this young man became so emotional. The tears began to flow, and it took him a moment to compose himself. It's one of those times in reality-ish TV where you truly see men weep as they look at their renovated new house or renovated old house when they see it for the first time there are times where both people cry where just the wife just the husband but you see that level of emotion that is rare in american culture why in the world did we ever get to the place where in American culture that it is thought that real men don't cry. Like, where did that come from? (laughs) And I was thinking about it. I grew up in a household with my father, and I love my dad. Like, absolutely love my dad. But I don't ever recall seeing him ever shed a tear. I'm not saying that he didn't, but I kind of doubt it in his adult life. I, I would have been shocked. And so as we look at King David, as he continues to deal with the emotions as well as the fallout from his son Absalom stabbing him in the back, coming in, taking over to be the next king of Israel. And David and his entourage are headed out of town. We have this verse that comes in the midst of the grief walk as he's leaving Jerusalem, and in his mind, it could be for the very last time. He has no idea if he will ever see his beloved Jerusalem, if he will ever be given the opportunity to be the king of Israel. In verse 30 of 2 Samuel 15, it's David walked up the road to the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went. His head was covered and his feet were bare as a sign of mourning. And the people who were with him covered their heads and wept as they climbed the hill. And you may say, well, why in the world did you pick that verse 
to do a podcast episode based on? Well, it just really hit me the other day. I have read through 2 Samuel 15 so many times over the last few weeks because we have now camped out there for weeks upon weeks. And that verse just grabbed me. And it's caused me to think about what the Bible says about godly men in tears. As you probably have heard, if you know anything about God's word, David is known as a man after God's own heart. 1 Samuel 13, 14, which is our other focal verse. But now your kingdom must end, for the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. That is uh, referring to Saul because he had not done as God had commanded. And the one that would come after the man after his own heart or after God's own heart, that would be David. And this man after God's own heart was a man of tears. Not only do we see it as he is mourning on his way out of Jerusalem, but we see it multiple times in the Psalms, which are songs that he wrote that are recorded in Scripture, as well as multiple times in the Scriptures as they describe specific times where David wept. So let's just start walking our way down just a few of these scriptures and think about this entire concept of godly men and tears. Your weekly assignment feature is to ask the Lord to show you his perspective of godly men and tears. And I would think that you might want to reflect upon some of these scriptures as you inquire of the Lord to maybe help you see this concept in a way that you've never seen it. To take off the cultural eyes. You may be an American. You may be someone from outside the States. But in America... We definitely have this prejudice, so so many, that women cry, men do not. Well, that is just not the case. So what have we got here? So in Psalm 56, 8, this is a Psalm of David regarding the time in, uh, the Philistines seized him in Gath. We just talked about Gath, what, last week, week before. It says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You've collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. I mean, it's, it's beautiful poetry in this song, but what does that let you know? This was a habit of David's to cry, to weep. Psalm 6, verses 6 through 7. 
I'm worn out from sobbing all night. I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Again, this is a song of David where he is talking about how he has flooded his bed with tears. Psalm 31, 9 through 10. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. I am dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness. Sin has drained my strength. I am wasting away from within. In that case, it would appear that he is crying because of the sin in his life. And we see, as we look at the scriptures in First and Second Samuel, we see David crying often because of grief, whether it be grief of a change in a relationship or whether it be grief as a result of death. Second Samuel 3:32. It has to do with death. His military commander, Joab, killed Abner, who had been Saul's commander. They buried Abner in Hebron, and the king and all the people wept at his graveside. Then we've got 1 Samuel 20, verse 42. This is David and his last, what he thinks is going to be his last time seeing his best friend, Jonathan. He finds out that Saul really is out to get him. And it says, as soon as the boy was gone, David came out from where he had been hiding near the stone pile. Then David bowed three times to Jonathan with his faith to the ground. Both of them were in tears as they embraced each other and said goodbye, especially David. Then we've got 2 Samuel 12, 22. In this, David is talking about how he had poured his heart out to the Lord in tears, begging God to spare the son that he had through the adulterous relationship with Bathsheba. And after the son has died, we've got verse 22. It says, David replied, I fasted and wept while the, while the child was alive. For I said, perhaps the Lord will be gracious to me and let the child live. Second Samuel 13, 36 through 37. In this, his son Absalom has killed his son Amnon. Amnon had absolutely violated David's trust and had assaulted David's daughter Tamar. And Absalom, who was her full brother, took revenge. And David mourned for for Amnon, said they soon arrived weeping and sobbing, and the king and all his servants wept bitterly with them. And David mourned many days for his son Amnon. And a scripture that we haven't made it to yet, but we will be getting to at the rate we're going. It might be still a little while. But Absalom dies. Right now in our scripture, as we've been walking through, 
Absalom appears to be on top of his game and David is the one headed out of town in sorrow. But eventually Absalom will die. And this is David's response. The king was overcome with emotion. He went up to the room over the gateway and burst into tears. As he went, he cried, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I had died instead of you. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. So we see him crying in grief regarding the relationship with Jonathan and his future. We see him crying in grief when it comes to dealing with his sin. We see him crying in grief regarding people he cared about. But what about other men in Scripture cried. We've got Jeremiah, who's one of my favorite characters in all the Bible. He is called the weeping prophet. And and there are multiple instances. Whenever I typed in the other day, men and tears and scripture or something like that, I, I got this entire list of people, of men, who had cried in scripture. It It amazed me at how many places that that had occurred. But most importantly, we have the most famous descendant of King David, that being the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have three instances that I'm aware of where we see that the Lord cried. The most famous is when he has heard that his friend Lazarus Lazarus has died and he goes to comfort Mary and Martha and he gets there in the sister's mind too late. We know that in God's timing it was right on time. It says, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible in most translations. It doesn't even have the word then. It just has Jesus wept. But Jesus wept, even though he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. The entire situation brought tears to his eyes, whether he was crying because of the pain that his friends had endured, whether he was crying because of the the world that Lazarus was going to be brought back into, whether he was crying for his friend and what he had been through, we don't know. We just know that at that time, Jesus wept. Luke 19, 41 through 44. It's one that it hit me a week or not a week or so ago, a year or so ago when I was reading through the book of Luke and I came upon this set of scriptures and I realized that Jesus wept over the condition of Jerusalem and what he knew was going to happen to the people because they were not going to turn. 
So Luke 19, 41 through 44, But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand and encircle you and close in on you from every side. Oh, oh, oops. We kind of combined the scriptures. Let's start back with 41 because it, it skipped down. Sorry. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late. The peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. In this case, Jesus is crying for the missed opportunity that the people of Jerusalem they have access to him. They, they have this opportunity to walk alongside the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And they don't see him. And then Hebrews 5, 7, this is one that I didn't see coming. I saw the, I felt like Jesus cried in the Garden of Gethsemane. But specifically seeing it in the Gospels, it's maybe not specked out there. We knew that his sweat was like blood. But in Hebrews 5, 7, it says, While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. And yes, God heard his prayers, but God continued with the plan, just providing comfort to Jesus in that heartbrokenness. So as you've listened to those scriptures, either David talking about the tears that he he has cried, the fact that God is bottling up his tears, that everyone was recorded by God. That's how precious our tears are. The stories of David and the times that he cried that are documented in Scripture, as well as the tears that were cried by Christ. Does that help to change your perspective on godly men? and tears I would love for you to reach out to me send me an email encouraging others and loving Jesus at gmail.com I would love to hear your perspective you can also jump into our Facebook group encouraging others and loving Jesus post something on Twitter Instagram it's a little different on Twitter because it's too long. So it's EO and loving Jesus. And the Instagram is encouraging others and loving Jesus. I just, uh, I can't get off of here without kind of putting a pin drop 
at this um, place in time. So I am recording this podcast in the second half of February of 2023 in my home state of Kentucky. Now, over a week and a half ago, a movement of God began at Asbury University that still continues as of this recording and other movements have broken out and I I can't help but wonder just who prayed with a depth very possibly shedding many, many tears that has brought about this movement of God. Because we know that this movement of God is in response to the prayers of his people. Since this movement has begun, there are many men who have wept many tears. And I thank God for each and every one of those. There are many women, young and old, who have wept tears, tears of repentance, tears as they asked for forgiveness not only from God but of others in my opinion we would be so much better off as a nation if we cried more if we were burdened just as the Lord was, as he looked out on Jerusalem and wept because he understood the sin of the people and he understood the condition of their hearts. How much more would God release his Holy Spirit in ways that we're seeing at this time if we as believers would have a burden for the lost that would bring about tears. My concern is that we have gotten so used to trying to avoid emotion 
either because of the embarrassment or the concern about allowing ourselves to be so deeply affected. My prayer for you this day is that God will create such a level of grief in you. First and foremost, a level of grief in you and in me for each and every sin that is part of our life. May he search us and know our hearts. May he test us and know our anxious thoughts. May he point out any way in us that offends him. And may he lead us in the way to everlasting life. May he then burden us with a desperate grief for the lives of those around us who either need a closer walk with him or need to begin a walk with him. May we not be so hardened to the fact that people every day die and split hell wide open. May God burden us as we've never been burdened before. May these fires of revival, whether you're listening to me as these sparks are occurring or you know much more of the story or the seeds have continued to be sown across the world. None of us knows what's going to happen. But I beg God to change our hearts, to burden us, to bring us to tears, to bring us to godly sorrow over not only our own sin, but the sin of our nations. Whether you're tuning in from the U.S. or you're tuning in from Indonesia or you're tuning in from India or wherever, each of our countries has sinned against the Lord and needs to repent. Those famous revival verses that in my home church we recited many, many times as a guest evangelist would come to town. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Yes, that was a promise to Israel. Not a question of the original audience. But God has not changed. And if his people in whatever country, will humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, he will hear from heaven. And what the healing will look like, I don't know. But he will definitely heal your heart, which will bring a level of healing to your land 
because you on fire with the gospel of Jesus Christ will change your world. May we agree with God regarding our sin. May we be so burdened for the lost that whether we are male or female, that we will shed godly tears, begging God to work, begging God to not pass us by, that he will do a work in and through us that is exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or imagine. And we will give him all praise, glory, and honor. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to ask him to help you with your perspective regarding godly men in tears. You may be that godly man, but you can't remember when tears have flowed out of your eyes. Or you may be a woman who has never seen a man weep over important things might weep over (laughs) winning or losing of a sports event, but not over souls going to hell. May we all get a new perspective, a godly perspective on tears. Thank you so much. If you do not have a relationship with Christ, there's a link down below or you can send me an email. There's information down below, resources that I've used as we've been walking through 1st and 2nd Samuel. Information at the bottom about uh, the first, the hidden episodes, first 50 episodes. Remember, this podcast is free for you to share with others. It's available on most every podcast platform there is you know take advantage of the material it you never know what god might do if you're willing to share this with others we do have a youtube channel it's not getting too far too fast yet still need to probably buy a little technology to to upgrade because the quality of the the most recent recordings are not what i would like but We do have our entire course on finding courage for life's battles, life lessons from the book of Joshua that I recorded a few years back. And uh, all of that content is on there. So check that out. The link is in the show notes. You know, just remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. (music) 